Let's grab James in Spring Valley. Hey, James. Jimmy Jacked. I think he's sleeping. Listen. He's sleeping. You hear that? Dude, I think he's, I think he fell asleep on home. I think <laughs> he definitely fell asleep. Should I let him go? I could scream his name and maybe wake him up. Scream his name. James! James! James, you will wake up a Jets fan. Yes, yes. There you are. Oh, 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 solo, what's up? You take a little nap? You took a little nap while you were on hold? I was taking a little nap. I'm sorry. I was waiting for a while. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. No, it's all right. We, we had no idea you were sleeping. It's okay. Hey, buddy. What's going on? What's going on? So, we're about to have the number one Luis Severino fan in the world on. We are. Yes, we are. Interesting. And uh, I, I forgot to do it yesterday. But, again, I just smiled as I heard you be Sleepy Time Bobos with Mr. Alan Hahn. How embarrassing for you. You're such a bad guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, it, it's the kind of thing that just, whenever I need a smile, it just brightens up my day. As you were saying... <laughs> I love how you just go to ignore things sometimes. You're such a clown shoes. We do have to touch on the Stanton injury, though, because this is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Stanton injury is sort of a big deal. I mean, it just is what it is. The number one Louis Severino fan in the world, Eric. How's it going? What's up, man? Good, good. Eric. Eric, I wish it's all the way down. Yeah. I wish you were here. It was, it was de- yeah, it's definitely a disappointment. So I got to ask, we, we t- touched on this a little bit, but your thoughts on the stand injury? On the stand injury? I mean, I, 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 I don't really know what there is to say. I mean, I can't say it's unexpected. And, you know, he hasn't been in the lineup since the spring started so you know everyone started to make their own speculations as to what was going on and you know obviously he's dealing with the calf thing um you know at this point we almost have to expect this kind of stuff from him so you know that's why it's so important that you know um cashman continues to build the the depth and you know not even just the depth the quality of depth because obviously you know not even just stan but you know if you consider judge you consider um hicks you know our our our, our outfield is just not reliable I wouldn't even be shocked if he missed a whole month of April. No, I mean, you got to think at this point, even with these, you know, grade one strains or these soft tissue injuries or however you want to, you know, say it, that, you know, and I don't know if you've seen my, you know, comments on Twitter today that, you know, it's not even like these guys miss one week or two weeks, you know, here and there. You know, every time they have one of these injuries, they're missing two to three months, you know, and... 
having multiple injuries and reoccurring injuries and new injuries every time they're rehabbing. So, you know, you just look at Severino in particular and Stanton from last year, both of them missed the whole season, and neither one of them required surgery. Is Stanton contract is the next elsewhere, in your opinion? You know, at this point, I'm hoping not. You know, I'm hoping that, you know, at this point, you know, even at this juncture with this, you know, calf strain that, you know, he's back at some time in April and we can kind of just move forward. But, you know, at this time, I don't know if that's just wishful thinking, you know, but at this point, I wouldn't say he's, you know, he's Ellsbury. Definitely not. I agree. So, what was your first instinct when you heard about Luis Severino yesterday? And that was just kind of devastating to me. I mean, you know, as, as good as a player as I think Stanton is, I, 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 I do think we're right at this point we have the depth, you know, to kind of compensate for his loss. And, you know, we do have depth in the starting rotation too, but I just don't see how you replace someone like Severino, you know, especially when we came into this season with high, such high expectations because of our rotation and thinking that Severino was finally going to be healthy and the signing of Cole and then, you know, Paxton being our, our three and then, you know, Taka being our four and Hat being, you know, what I would consider probably the best fifth starter in the, in, in the game. You know, and when you kind of just take Severino out of the equation, I think I, I think it's a big hit that we can deal with. You know, if we were thinking that it was going to be something in you know the interim or something in the short term, but you know, the good thing about Severino is that he's still young, and honestly, you don't have to assume that this was something that was misdiagnosed for a while now. So once he gets this, you know, fixed, you know, he he might still have a long career ahead of him. That you know, hopefully, he can give the Yankees. You know, some return on their investment. Would you would you still think we're the one that favorites to come out the American League, or does that put us a little bit more even with everybody else in the American League? Uh, I, I think a lot of that has to depend on. You know, like I said, Stan's a big loss, but we didn't have him last year, and we still had a very prolific offense. But um, I think a lot of that would have to depend on how Paxton comes back. You know, according to all reports as of right now, he's actually ahead of schedule. And I've heard that he might be back as soon as early May. If that's true, then I don't think that changes our expectations and where we sit, you know, in the American League at all. That's what that's what they say. Yeah, I mean, I I'd still say right now it's probably Astros, Yankees, ALCS. I I think big injuries would have to happen for that to change. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like. Uh, the, the, the talent's still there and you know one thing that Cashman has done is you know as, as stupid as he has been in spending some of the money like I said you know with the extensions and the, you know some of the trades you know he's made as many good moves that you know has kind of solidified the the, the depth in, the, in his team you know to kind of put it, I mean you know missing Hicks missing you know Stan missing Severino I mean those are three names that are you know could be playing all-stars and MVPs and Cy Youngs if they're healthy, but they're not. But obviously we've seen from last year that, you know, we can kind of uh, overcome some of those, you know, missing pieces and still put together a solid regular season. The big question that everybody's going to wonder is, you know, who's healthy and who's around and where we're going to be come October. Uh, what's, um, is, is this still more pro 
Sean Garrett called out from getting the back of the when the boss was never rebound. Patching not come back until May. How much closer does Bloomfield to be? Continue to be just as advertised as he looks so far. It's been training. You know, as far as Eric Cole, if you, you know, if you kind of just take everything, you know, as far as his interviews and stuff like that, I don't think it puts any more pressure on him personally. I think, you know, he himself puts enough pressure on him and sets, you know, his standards pretty high that none of us, I think it's going to put higher expectations as far as fans. You know, we're going to want him coming out of the game pitching hot, you know, staying, you know, consistent throughout the year and be our savior. And that's kind of what we signed him for, you know, not having Severino and so forth. Um, you know, Paxton being in the season is going to put a little bit of extra pressure as far as the fans. But, you know, I, I just think, you know, as far as an athlete, he puts way too much pressure and expectations on himself that, you know, anything that we're going to, you know, impose on him, he hasn't already imposed on himself. Do you like that he's already throwing 98 this early in spring? Or do you think he's just trying to get ready to be good too quickly and that he'll eventually burn out? No, uh, I think the guy is calculated in pretty much everything he does. I mean, you can just tell from day one from his, you know, um, when he was announced that, you know, the, he, everything he says is calculated, everything he, you know, does is well thought out, and he has a plan, he sticks to it, um, you know, and I don't think he's trying to overcompensate for every, for anything, um, you know, he's, and this comes back to the thing, like, you know, if Cole, God forbid, gets injured, you know, this is something that, you know, you assume is a fluke, is something that, you know, had to do with, you know, didn't have to do with preparation, you know, something that, you know, kind of happened, you know, that was an outlier is, you know, is an anomaly. Whereas, you know, some of these other guys, I mean, just kind of expected him at this point, you know, and I must feel that, you know, you know, Severino, uh, Stan and so forth. And, you know, and honestly, even with the Paxson thing, I feel that, you know, this was, um, you know, it's kind of something out of the norm. I mean, you know, a perispinal, you know, cyst, you know, it's not something that you can blame somebody for. Honestly, Paxson missing the beginning of the season, I put more on the Yankees than I do on him, um, which is kind of reassuring that, you know, that he's ahead of schedule and, you know, he should give us a good, good season. But as far as Cole, you know, I'm not really worried about him. You know, he's going to do what he has to do. Um, and if something happens to him, you know, that's just going to be unfortunate. But... I don't think he's putting too much stress on himself and trying to impress us early. I'm telling you right now, if Garrett Cole gets hurt, I will not go back on Twitter. Twitter <laughs> will be hell in a handbasket. Twitter will be like that movie where it gives everybody one day of killing each other and it will just go from kill to kill to kill. And with Paxton, I look at it as a good thing. If he, if he doesn't have his first start to the middle of May, that is, that is six to seven starts off to where now he'll be fresh and, and, and in the middle of it by August. So I take uh, I it as a good thing. I absolutely agree. I think, I, I think, you know, you almost have to assume at this point that Paxson's going to end up on the IL at some point in the season if it's going to be now. And oh yeah, his knee too. 
know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't perceive there being any further issues with Paxton. You know, just be based on history. You know, him having any other issues going forward. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, honestly, I think it's a blessing. But yeah, to your point, if something happens to Cole, honestly, yeah, it's going to be the Hunger Games. It's going to be the purge. It's, it, it, you know, uh, yeah, Twitter, Twitter's, you know, Twitter's going to have an atomic bomb that goes off. Especially Jared Carabas. He won't, he won't shut his fucking mouth, I bet it. Who's that? Jared Carabas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't pay attention to that guy. He's out of his mind. <laughs> That's true. Uh, which, which injury which injury hurts more, the several injury or the stand injury? Definitely several no injury. I mean, talking about a guy who was, you know, who's at one time was considered to be our ace, and he was young, and you know, I mean, he's in 2000, I believe, was 15. I mean, put together one of the best, you know, seasons that you know a young pitcher could put together, and his, you know, his trajectory was just, you know, something that not many people have seen. You know, Stan, you know, even coming over here, we kind of knew his history. Um, and, you know, to most people, and, you know, even to me, signing him was a little bit of just a redundancy. You know, it wasn't even necessary that, you know, the Yankees had the power. They had the, the big players. You know, we had Sanchez. We had Judge. Um, you know, we had Andujar and so forth. You know, the power was there. You know, we had to look boy. So at that, at that point, getting, you know, Stan, I mean, we had enough people that could hit the ball out of the ballpark and, you know, strike out enough. So just adding him was just an expensive contract of getting us exactly what we already had. So, yeah, absolutely between the two, you know, I would say the bigger hit to the team and something that I, you know, if I had to choose to get one player back would absolutely be Severino. I don't know, me, me personally, at the end of the day, I can't get mad about the Seve injury or the Stanton injury, because again, they weren't even here last year. I I don't count the 12 games Stanton has played, and I don't count the 12 innings Severino has played. Seve's not going to be here at all this year. He probably won't be pitching till middle of May next year. And with Stanton, I mean... We'll probably eventually get at least, you like to think, 50 games. And that's even still not a lot. But hopefully we get something. I mean, the guy just can't go a whole year with being on the DL. It just seems so unlikely. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You think that's the case? Like, now he kind of gets over this, you know, strain and, you know, he gives us some, you know, some, at least some games, some production that we could use. You know, um, you know, I wouldn't count on him being healthy for the rest of the season. You know, I would assume that, you know, at some point they'd start managing his innings his, and his workload. And then especially going into the, the postseason, I mean, that's where he's going to be needed the most. Um, the, you know, the problem is, is that, you know, we have the guy signed for, you know, a bunch of years. And I would think he would strictly have to DH. I I couldn't even put him in the outfield. So Andohar would just have to be that be that be that DJ role man. Play a little DH, play a little outfield, spare Geo every once in a while, and just keep having that bat. 
and hopefully Stan's contract ends up becoming a deterrent to you know extending Judge or something. You know, I mean, not that Judge is the healthiest person you know up to this point, but you know, if Judge comes back, you know, at this, you know, because apparently from everything Boone's saying and everybody else is saying is that you know it's not like Judge can't play. Is that the Yankees are keeping him out? You know, just because he said that he felt something in his shoulder, but you know, that's smart. The fact is that he could play. So, you know, you assume that Judge can give you, you know, somewhat of, you know, three quarters of the season. And they're, you know, would you rather Judge or would you have Stan? And, you know, at some point it may not even matter. But you'd rather, the point is, you have Stan. I don't know. I, I, I just got to see Judge play at 150, man. I I need to see one 150 games. I need to see 450 to 500 plus at-bats. You know, I need to see full seasons. After what happened with Seve, there's no way you can extend him now. You just can't. No, no. The only person I would extend right now, before the season, is DJ. If it's not DJ LeMayu, you wait. You wait till the off season. I mean, the only person I would kind of consider that, and you know, kind of doing one of these, um, like. Elroy Jimenez or, you know, um, Albie's deals is maybe with Torres. You know, if they want to buy out some of his free agency at a young age, because, I mean, there's no doubt if he goes on what, the What would you do? Right now, I mean, uh, how many years of, I don't know, I'd have to look at it about how many years of, until he gets arbitration, but... You know, I would definitely try to buy out, buy out two or three years of arbitration at, you know, definitely at a low AAV. And, you know, even that would just save the, you know, the organization some money. But at the same token, they, they may need to sign some other players. So even doing that with him early on now may not be the best thing to do because you're still going to have to deal with Judge. You're still going to have to deal with Sanchez. You're still going to have to deal with the fact that Paxson and Tanaka are you know, free agents at the end of the season. All right. Um, hold on. Okay. I resigned either one of them. I'd, I'd try to resign both. Really? I'd, I'd try to do, uh, probably low, contract and maybe Pax wouldn't take it but I try to do three year 45 million with the option uh for the fourth of like 15 and I try to keep them both I, I, I honestly don't even know that. I wouldn't honestly be surprised if either one of them ended back on the Yankees after this year really yeah I mean if I had to, I would probably choose one. And at this point, I don't even know which one I would choose. I mean, Tanaka seems to be, the, you know, the postseason star and, you know, a guy who, when you kind of need him to be big, he is big. I think the overall stuff All right, so Jackson is better. But for Glaber, uh, this year is pre-arb eligible, 21 through 24, arbitration eligible, 25 free agents. So you're talking about four or five years. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Honestly, it would be too early to extend him. It doesn't. It wouldn't even make sense. I mean, I, I wouldn't I even like talk him. extension 
to at yeah. least twenty two, man. I can't. I can't do it because because what if tomorrow you give this kid like nine year deal, two hundred million dollars? He probably get guaranteed at least ninety of that, and then and then the kid gets hurt. Like they got fucked with Sevy. They're gonna get fucked with Stanton. How many times can you get fucked? And oh, that's, that's you know, exactly what I said today on Twitter. I said, you know, and everybody like jumped down my throat about it. And I said, you know what? Honestly, it's not even about the players. Like, I'm not even dissing the players. You know. And that's why also that's why I feel bad for Judge because if Judge, let's say he does it and he and he does 150, he hits 39 home runs, he hits 102 RBIs, and and he, and he still probably won't get it extended because the Yankees no. should be so scared to do it. Hicks has never put together a season like Judge did. Even Stan, even Stan, even with his MVP season, was still not as good as Judge in his, uh, you know, 2017 season. Yeah. You know, all the guy, you know, Paxson, you know, has never put together, you know, a comparable from a pitcher to a position player. And all these guys got extensions, got traded for by the Yankees, and they have not not met their return, their value. We have not, you know, got our return for what we invested in. And I'm saying, like, that's not even a diss to the players. It's just the truth, you know. And Cashman invested in these guys to this point. You know, the narrative can change, but we haven't got back in our value. And here's Judge, even though he is injury, you know, whatever his injuries, every time the guy's been on the field, I mean, he's put together, you know, um, production. You know, he, he always produces no matter what reserve, whether it's with his glove, whether it's his bat. I know some people don't like his strikeouts, but there's no questioning his talent. And honestly, I think at the end of his career, there's no way he's ever going to get paid like he should. See, see with Judge, I give zero fucks that he strikes out. Because he hits for a good average, he gets on base, he plays great defense, and he has that cannon. So to me, that's different for Stanton. Stanton is like is like a 3 for 13. He'll get a home run maybe every three times every 13 at bats. And other than that, he's going to strike out a lot. He's going to rarely play defense because of his legs. And if I'm the Yankees, I honestly pray Gary Sanchez has a monster year this year. Then I fucking trade him in the offseason. That's exactly what I do. Yeah, I mean, and the sad reality is... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think James is sleeping again. <laughs> Yo, this is this is so embarrassing. I don't know if you heard our last past couple of pods, but um, there's a clip where where last year he was on hold of when Alan Han was solo, and he, for a full forty seconds he was sleeping, and that and then he was saying, "Yo, Jimmy Jack," I I think he's sleeping. I think he's sleeping. James, you will wake up a Jeff Han. What what? Yo, Solo, what's up? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, but but it's all right, Eric. You are a star. Um, but uh, uh, what did you think of today's spring game? So actually, today I wasn't able to watch the game. I caught, I caught a few clips. Um, yeah. you know, I, I, as far as I saw with, um, I was actually pretty surprised. You know. Apparently, um, Reggie Willis 
you know, has been basically saying that, you know, Andujar has been, you know, actually doing really well in left field. And to be honest with you, the one, you know, the first hit of the game that went to left field, you know. Yeah, pop up. Yeah, he tracked it pretty well. I'm watching right now. The yeah. Yankees obviously won eight two. Uh, Tanaka's only blemish was a was a two run homer to I think Anthony Keyboom. Uh, I mean, I mean from highlights I saw DJ get a double. I yeah. saw I saw Clint Frazier I think get a home run. Um, I I I think Tyro had an RBI and I really like Tyro Shada. If 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 it was me and I know and I know this isn't gonna happen, I would even consider. Having him as the starting second baseman, you put DJ at first, you have Gio at third, you have Glaber at short. That is very good defensively. I get it, we have Luke Voigt, so that's why it's not going to happen. But sometimes you got to go through better defense. And if we can get Tyro Estrada to make 100 games at second base, I, I guarantee you he hits at least 260. He's... He's gonna get you seventy hits. He's gonna get you maybe let's say five to ten home runs. He'll get you sixty RBIs. Why the hell not? Well, so then you're basically saying that he's starting Castro. He 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 could be. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and and I would have even loved to have brought him back too. He's not playing on the Nats, of course, but Estrada is young sometimes. Now you hear the snoring even worse. This is so embarrassing. But why that this is the problem with having so many young, talented guys at once on the minors. Because now and the Ashes will eventually have this problem too. You can't keep them all down there. This is why we had to make so many trades to the Seattle Mariners, 40 men guys. Like I would have loved to keep and now he's on the Brewers, I think. I would have loved to have kept Ben Gamble. I would have I would have loved to have kept James Pozos. It's just sometimes yeah. you can't keep all these guys. So that's why I think, who knows? Everybody's hyping up the Martian. We may never even see this kid play in a Yankee uniform. Because, hey, maybe two years from now, y'all, we'll, we'll, we'll take Jim Carl Stanton. Yeah. Give us Jason Dominguez. So for all the people that is hyping up a kid... Who I don't even think has even played a minor league game yet, which which is because of he was fifteen at the time, and I get it, but it's just it makes no sense. Not everybody can play up here. No, and not even that's not even that. Nobody's going to be able to play up here when you have all these guys, you know, signed to multi-year deals. I mean, you have Hicks for what, another five years. You have Stan for another eight to ten years. You know, I, I mean, honestly, I don't see Judge not being re-signed, whether it's extended, whether they let him hit for the agency or so forth. You know, I, you know, they've created such a cluster in the outfield, and it's to their own detriment because they have the Florials, they have, you know, the Dominguez's, you know, they have the Alcantanadas, they have all these players that, you know, could potentially take the outfield, but there's nowhere, and then you're not going to sign a free agency because you already have these guys signed. So honestly, I think one of the worst places that Cashman has addressed has been the outfield. Uh, 
I'm not a big follow of the minors, but how has Anthony Siegler progressed? Do you know? The catcher? Yeah, the switching catcher. He's been pretty good so far. I mean, you know, he's, he's definitely still a work in progress, but he's a switch hitter. You know, he's, you know, he doesn't look lost at the plate. You know, he's still a young kid. Um, you know, as far as the defense, you know, from my understanding, you know, he knows how to catch a game. Um, Is he still in rookie ball or? Yeah, he's still in rookie ball. Oh, wow. So, so yeah. that means we can't even get excited until he gets a double A. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is kind of the year. I mean, you know what I think? The, 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 for our whole minor league system in general, this is a very pivotal year. But um, especially for him, too, that, you know, this could be one of the years where he can really kind of jump um, levels. You know, he'll probably start off in, like, single A. He may end up in double A by the end of the, you know. The well, hopefully he's it, man, because I, I can't go with... Kyle Higashioka, Chris Ayanet will probably end up getting released. Eric Kratz is going to be that chill guy like uh, Cole Cowshot on Scranton Wilkesbury being being on the show, you know. Yeah. So, so that's why if if we would trade Gary Sanchez, which I still would do, I would do anything to sign JT Riamuto. Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't disagree with you, and I've said this, you know, going into the off season too, that, you know, one of the biggest things that I would do is, you know, honestly, I don't think that Gary Sanchez is ever going to live up to the hype, you know, um, not that he's going to be a bad player by any means, but, you know, I just don't see him ever reaching the potential, and a lot of that has to do with the Yankees setting his hype so high. But, you know, if you could get a substantial return for this guy, I would do that and, you know, sign JT Muto or, you know, you know, anybody in general, you know, if this can kind of augment another area of the team for us. Um, so I saw you tweeting about this with the future Ken Rosendahl, Julian Gallardi. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a choice here. Who would you rather sign? Let's let's just say it's a let, let let's say it's a two year deal for like fifteen million. Second year being a club option. Yasiel Puig or Matt Harvey? Oh Jesus! Uh, I would definitely go with Puig. I have no interest in Matt Harvey. Um, yeah. Okay. I think there's so many other, you know, pitchers that we can go with before Harvey. Um, but I would definitely go with Puig. Like I said, uh, a lot of it has to do with just our offensive um, instability, our outfield instability. Um, you know, we have Frazier who's, you know, obviously Frazier. You don't know what he's going to do at any day. And, you know, he could be, you know, just as um, poisonous or toxic to the Clubhouse as Puig could be, but we all know where we're getting with Puig, which is one. Yeah, Puig has so much more talent, man. Exactly, exactly. So I think it's worth that chaos, man. Puig, Puig is like Des Bryant. Remember when the Cowboys had to put yeah. up with his nonsense and they had to get him a chauffeur? And but he, when he got into that field on Sundays, he was just so. Good. So give me the licking of the bat, even though that's disgusting and gross. Give me, give me the antics with the hair. I do not care. Because when he's in that outfield and he's slinging that rock, imagine having Puig and Judge in the same outfield. 
Yeah. Because if he's uh, in if he's in left and, and he could also play center, he, he could rest guard his legs, he can rest fix his legs. If if you're having two guys with cannons in the outfield, that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. I absolutely agree. I, I, I definitely think the clear choices. Plus he'd honestly. have Chapman. He'd have Chapman. Yeah. He'd have a bunch of other yeah. guys he could talk Spanish to. Yep. You know, it's just... And at this point, I, I, honestly, I don't even know why the Yankees wouldn't sign Quig. I mean, even if you don't need him, I mean, I, I think at this point you'd be able to get him on a minor league deal um, and give him an opt-out at the end of April, even if need be, just to get him... I mean, at this point, he's not doing anything. So if nobody's signing him, even if you give him a minor league deal just to give us depth, he keeps his leg fresh. He gets to play a couple of games in AAA. And at the end of the day, if somebody's looking for an outfielder in a month or so, he's fresh. So, you know, to me, it would be kind of a win-win for both, you know, the player and the club. Yeah, that's that's why I'm shocked that the Indians didn't bring him back. Like, I get it, he's a, he's a hassle. But if you're the Indians, what else do you really have? I mean, Z- Zimmer's okay. He's, he's oh, you know, he's not bad. He's not great. But... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes no sense for the, you know. Honestly, I don't, I, I don't know which way the Indians are going. To be honest with you, I mean, you know, Clevenger is down, you know, so that definitely impacts their pitching. You know, their move was to get rid of Lindor. That's that's honestly what they should have done. They should have. Yeah, but they should have done it in the off season though, because yeah. because I would like to think if you trade him the off season, you get a whole lot more than you do if you trade him with three months to go. Yeah, and you know the same thing with Mookie. I mean, that's what that's what they should have been doing with you know that's what the the Indians should have been doing with Lindor. I mean, they should have just before the season started took their best offer and just made it happen. Yeah, they're not going anywhere this year, and all they're going to end up doing is losing, losing Lindor for nothing. Like, what would you, if you were the Indians, would you ask for high talented prospects back, or would you ask for low talent but major league ready players? I would ask for prospects. I mean, they're not going to do anything with. I mean, if you're asking for major league talent, you're probably going to get one player back. You know, you're, you're probably going to get low, low prospects with one major league player who's probably not a star. So to me, that doesn't really kind of make any sense. And you're, you're, you're trading him to, you know, to protect your future. So to me, if you can get anywhere, anybody who's AAA, AA, you know, and high prospects, that's kind of what I would be looking for. What if you're the Braves? Would you trade for Lindor and give, and give back that third baseman? That they got that's going to start for them? I mean, I would. They're high on Swanson, but to me, Swanson's, you know, I mean, he's, I mean, Danzy Swanson's, uh, I don't know what their, you know, kind of, you know, infatuation with him is, but I mean, I really like Swanson's glove. I, I just don't think that he can be consistent at the plate. I mean, he's definitely not Lindor. I don't, you know, I don't care how many years you give him. He's not going to progress into Lindor. He's not going to progress into him defensively, and he's not a switch hitting, you know, um, you know, eight twenty five, eight fifty OPS guys. So, yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, I don't know what the Braves are kind of doing, holding on to all their talent. You know, to me, this was kind of, you know, 
their opportunity. I like what they did with their bullpen, but I still feel like they didn't exactly go for it. You know, um, bringing back Donaldson would have been the move to me. Um, you know, especially once you see what he signed in in uh, Minnesota for. I mean, yeah. you know, any, anytime you can get him under $100 million, to me, that was kind of a win. That offense is going to be something special, man. I'm telling you, I won't be shocked if they they hit 300 plus home runs again. No, no. Donaldson's a beast. Donaldson's a, and I've kind of always said this. I mean, I know he dealt with the injuries for a little bit, but, you know, Donaldson, when he's healthy and he's on the field, is, you know, he. He's a top-notch player, and you know there's there's not too many people that play with his intensity, play with his accountability, uh, play with his determination, and kind of make you know he has also those intangibles that's not going to show up in you know dumbass statistics like war. You know he changes the complexity of your team, and you know there's no there's no stat for that. I agree. So, Yankees open up in Baltimore. I obviously think it's going to be Cole, Tanaka, and of course, probably Hat. Uh, what would your, what would your prediction be leaving Baltimore? As far as winning losses? Yeah. Uh, I, I would, I mean, I would, I would expect us to go for a sweep. I mean, You'd almost assume that, you know, I mean, we always hit well in Baltimore and with Cole going in there and Tanaka going in there and, you know, even have to that, you know, um, you know, they're not going to outslug us and they're not going to hit Cole and Tanaka, you know, my opinion, um, you know, they may get a couple of runs off of Hap, but I don't see them outslugging, you know, outslugging us. So, I mean, I would assume that we, you know, you would go for the, you know, the sweep. But I mean, that might speak to be wishful thinking, and I honestly wouldn't be surprised if um, if Montgomery ended up being the the three starter. Ooh, over over Hap. Why? Well, one because in general, I just think he's young, and you know, if he's if his fastball stays where it's at, I mean, honestly, I just think he has the better stuff right now, um, and I think at this point, they. You know, depending on what they want to do going forward, you know, it depends on how they want to manage Hap's innings. You got to remember, if he gets a certain amount of innings, then his his vesting option kicks in. So, you know, making him the four or the five kind of changes, you know, where his innings may end up be, or you know, kind of managing them earlier rather than later. With the roster, besides the locks. Who do you think will make the rest of the Yankees roster? I mean, honestly, I've been a big proponent of um, Tyler Wade over the offseason. I think that he just brings a dynamic that no one else can bring. I mean, I think his speed, his defense, and if the guy can get on base, you know, which is a big if, you know, kind of, he just does things that nobody else can. Although, I got to kind of be honest, is that I'm. Kind of becoming more of a an Estrada guy day by day. Um, I would really like to see Estrada or Wade. You know, honestly, at this point, I don't think it really matters to me which one. I think they both do. You know, things that um, they're both valuable for different reasons. I think Estrada can just kind of play anywhere and just maybe the more consistent player versus you know Tyler Wade who may be a little more dynamic with his speed. 
right, but the problem with that is, would a Stroud be good if he only plays two games a week? I think Tyler Wade would have no problem being okay competent with two games a week. But a shot, I think, might need to have, you know, 10 at-bats a week to be good. So that's why I think they go Wade over a shot. But I'd rather a shot over Wade. Yeah, I I think I agree with you on both points. Um, You know, as far as the bullpen, I think that's going to have to play its you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it's out. I, you know, I definitely think that Ford makes a team and I, you know, honestly, I, I'm a huge Ford guy. I would actually rather have Ford DH than anybody else only because he's a lefty. Absolutely. We need that lefty Batman. It's, it's too right. I, I'd he's even put Ford at first over Void. And then this way we, we would have Anduhar's bat at the H. And then, if God forbid you get hurt, we have Tyler Wade at third base, which is been great. Yeah, but honestly, you can get you can get a bit and do hard bats anywhere. I mean, if their plan is to kind of move him around, I mean, he could play. You know, you can get him four four games a week just by playing him at first once, playing him at left, playing him at third, and then DHing him once a week. You trust Andujar at first base. I trust him for I mean, even when I was seeing him play there, I would trust him at first base more than I do at third. You know, I think. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of his biggest things is his throwing motion. You know, so having him throw across the field to me is really one of his biggest issues. One of his biggest, um, you know, one of his biggest flaws in his game. So putting that at first, you know, kind of negates the the, the need for him to throw across the field. To me, I think the real test for Andujar in the outfield, what the Yankees should do if they're seriously going to think about it at that time, when they when they fly that when they play that Fugazi game against the Blue Jays in Montreal, have Andujar start in that outfield. If he can handle that outfield, especially with the left field corner Yankee Stadium, then I think he can handle the outfield. But I'll also say this. If we have to have Miguel Andujar play more than 15 games in the outfield, I think that's a problem. Throughout the season? Yeah. And that's assuming they split, like, majority being at DH, then, like, 30 at third, then maybe five at first, you know, and then outfield. But because cause if he has to play a lot of outfield, that means... A couple things. Hicks yeah. is being delayed. Judge or Garner is hurt. And Talkman is just in the minors because he's not doing that good. You know, it's past 12 yeah. o'clock and Cinderella's has gone home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's hard to put it on. I, I haven't really thought about it, but it's hard to put, you know, how many games you would expect Andrew Hart to play realistically. Um. I think if they can get him around 100 games, you know, I think I, th- I think the thing for Induhar really is just kind of kind of be proving he's healthy, getting at bats, and you know, kind of moving around the diamond this year. I think you know the real thing moving forward is where he's going to fit to the club come you know 2021. Right. Uh, I mean, you, you, I mean. 
the other thing is too is I mean you know and as big of a as a, a show of a fan as I am I mean we still got to see what he does Oh, abs- absolutely. I'm I'm not sold at all on Jorgel. I'm sold defensively. I I I I bet he probably gets under eleven errors this year, May- maybe even eight. Um, but his bat, I don't think he's gonna hit that hit, hit like that. And just like they said on the Michael K show the other day, we cannot expect DJ to do better than he did last year. I w- I'd be even shocked if he doesn't have around like 310 maybe 15 homers and maybe 70 RBIs and that's still good. Well, to be honest with you, I think the thing that they have to do with DJ is keep him in his leadoff spot. I mean, because really his biggest yeah, his biggest um skill is contact and making the big hit and getting on base. So last year they kind of forced him into that power spot, put batting on third, batting you know fourth, kind of moving around, you know, kind of taking him out of his element. But you know, his greatest asset is you know kind of just keeping the line moving and you know coming up with big hit when it's needed and not even just being a home run. So batting him in the leadoff spot and putting kind of putting all his big bats behind him, I think he could just he could have. As impactful as the season he did last year, just differently. The only way I would change that up a little bit is if you lead off Gardner. Because then if Gardner gets a leadoff walk or a single, then DJ gets up. If he hits a double into the gap, that's one nothing. And then boom, DJ's in the scoring position and Aaron Judge gets up. It's either three nothing with the home run, or it or it does the same thing and yeah, it's two nothing. Gardner's a two fifty, two forty five hitter nowadays. You know, I, you know, I, I like Gardner because for his grit. I like Gardner because he's available. I like Gardner because of his defense. But I, I would not bat him lead off. No, no, I, I was just thinking more because of the contact thing. So if Gardner does get on base, DJ would yeah. more likely than not. You, you get automatic run. And sometimes, especially with the Yankee bullpen, those early runs, they mean a hell of a whole lot. Yeah. Well, that was one of the biggest, you know, that's one of the biggest things that Yankees have done to themselves over the last couple of years is that they're down too often. You know, we wait to, you know, the 7th, 8th, ninth inning to, you know, rally when, you know, we're not jumping on starting pitching early enough and getting early leads and, you know, that's a lot of a lot of it had to do with uh, also our, um, you know, even last year James Paxton, Tanaka, and so forth. You know, their first inning. You know, he gave up too many runs in the first inning. And then also more than not too, especially to save that bullpen. I really think it's a big big thing <laughs> for at least Tanaka and Cole to average six innings a start. Now I'm sure. Eventually, they had that start where they only go four with the high pitch count. They only go five, etc., with the high pitch count or like five and a third. But they have to average that much just so we're not going to green four and five, then Adovino, then Cammy, etc., etc. Well, we're also getting a fresh on in Herman, and so that should help also. Who, who who knows what we do with with Herman? I 
like even last year when he was going win after win after win, I was saying this, hey, maybe it's because there's not a lot of tape on the guy, and he's still surprised. For all we know, that's exactly what it was. So maybe now if he pitches a game, because if, if he just comes right into the rotation June 5th, he's, he's, he's going to make at least 15 starts. So for all we know, he could go 5-10, and 10, have a have a 350-plus ERA, and be trash. And, and again, also, the Yankees are, let's say, needing Herman. Do you really want that distraction in the clubhouse? Knowing, knowing why he wasn't with the team, I'm, I'm just not sure if that's worth it. Chapman, you deal with it because he's just that damn good. But I don't think Herman's that level to, to deal with that. No, but I mean the fact is, I mean, so you know, Severino's out, so they're going to end up beating him, whether it's going to be in the bullpen or whether it's going to be as a fourth or fifth starter. Um, I definitely think he's part of their plans. Where he's going to fit into the um, into the rotation of the bullpen may be, you know, depending on circumstances of the time that he's available. James, this is really so embarrassing, man. Can you just wake up for the love of God? Wake up. The Giants are trash, but you need to wake up, buddy. It's you've been like this for at least thirty minutes. I feel like this is just James' personality. Like, like he could just fall asleep anywhere. I I think so, but but see, he says it's because he works a lot, but uh, so do I. And yeah. and 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 just before we recorded, I was in bed. I had the blanket pulled up, and then I was like. That's right. I'm telling you right now, nobody has less free time than me, so uh, James can't pull that one on me. Oh yeah, that's right. With 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 school and work, right? Yeah. Well, we we always appreciate you coming on. Do do, do you have any plans on coming to New York this year? Not as of right now. I want to try to maybe get there in June. I want to get to you know the stadium, get back to the Bronx, uh, get some real pizza back in my life. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I'm going down to Tampa on March 6th, right? Uh, to be there for for spring training. But um, how how long are you going? Uh, just for the day. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have much time. You know, even though it's only like two and a half two and a half hours away. I just don't have the time to be, you know, spending, you know, kind of time away from anywhere. But um, I definitely, my plan is to get to New York. And if I do, I'll definitely, you know, be trying to uh, set it up with, you know, some of the Yankees Twitter to kind of meet up while I'm out there. Absolutely. So now, because you don't really get to go to a lot of Yankee Stadium games, do you try to make it to as much raised Yankee games as you can? back when I was 18 and even when I was 18 you know I used to go down to the Tarpon games all the time um, you know uh, I'm you know not new to you know George Simon I feel I love it out there in Tampa uh, definitely wish I was back home um, you know as far as when it comes to you know baseball um, but uh, yeah you know I'm gonna have to figure something out yeah because at uh, the end of July when the Yankees go to Boston me, James, Julian, 
and Bobby were gonna go to Boston to see them play and have like kind of like a little vacation. That's that's fucking awesome. That's good. Yeah, do some do some live podcasts and whatnot. You know, get in some trouble. Hopefully, James doesn't fall asleep behind the wheel and kill us all. (laughs) Oh man. Uh. yeah, well, how do you think? Uh, how do you think the league's gonna handle Houston this year? I mean, so far they've been, well, they've been thrown out eight times. Oh, uh, I think seven. But I gotta be honest, I don't like that. I don't like them getting hit. And today, Bregman got hit on the high numbers. He got he got a little bit too close to the neck. I'm not for that. I I can't get down with that. And for anybody who says that it's okay, they're wrong. I will tell you this, if there was anybody else besides maybe Bregman, I would have a huge issue with it. However... Come on, Eric. No, listen, hold on, just listen to what I'm saying. The commissioner left the league no choice but to kind of put the matter in their own hands. Which I don't agree with throwing above the waist. However, Bregman himself has shown literally no remorse... No sympathy, and has literally stuck his chest out this entire time. So he himself has kind of invited that kind of you know, retaliation. Am I saying it's right? No. But I'm saying at the same token, you got to be careful of what you ask for. If I'm if I'm Dusty Baker, I played Bregman and Altuve. In as little games at spring training as possible. And hey, if this was to go down in the regular season, cool. And I, and I've even said countless times, once the regular season starts, every team, even though every team has not been affected, every team should be entitled to one retaliation. You hit one Astro, no suspension. Now, if it goes beyond that, if it's a second retaliation, like if the Astros are somebody, because now if you're the Astros pitcher, they're going to feel like they have to throw out out other players too. So, but if it becomes second retaliation, then suspension. So, if I'm the Yankees, and I know Yankee Twitter is going to look for a September series to be popping, if I'm the Yankees... I want no retaliation at that time. Because that series could be for the best record in American League. Which would well, mean think, home field advantage. I think as far as retaliation, I mean, I think that's not even going to fall on the shoulders of the Yankee players. I mean, that's going to fall on the shoulder of the Yankee fans. I think it's... <laughs> I, think I it's hope. Be absolute, yeah. Uh, I expect and I truly hope that we hold up to you know, our name and that Yankee fans are in full effect when it comes to September when oh, the I'm sure. I'm I'm sure we're gonna get trash cans. I'm sure we're gonna get T shirts. I'm I'm highly sure we're gonna get bangs, fake cameras going around. I'm highly sure that if I'm the Astros, I go with extra security and and but all all seriousness, no, I I get your point about Bregman, but going that high, I just can't do it. Now, 
Also, they said they're going to do suspension based on intent. So, if I'm any pitcher that throws that extra hitter, just like today, it can't be with a fastball. Because if you pump a fastball into any one of their backs, you're going to get tossed. You're going to get fined a bunch of money, and you're going to miss a lot of games. So, it has to be a breaking ball. And just please, don't put it up. Above the numbers. If, if you're putting it above the numbers, eventually you're gonna get close. And just one of these days, some guy throwing 100 plus miles per hour, and it's gonna create a serious injury. And eventually, I saw some Yahoo Astro fans say this, but he brings up a very good point. Eventually, the Astros are gonna get tired of this, and they're gonna fight back. And then we're gonna talk about, okay, you want to use a weapon at me? I got a weapon in my hand. And if something, and that's the kind of thing that could happen, even though the Astros may have started this, it doesn't have to be continued. I mean, yeah, you know, unfortunately, this is a situation we're in, and hopefully, think that, you know, cooler heads prevail. Um, we'll see if that's the case. I think that. A lot of the retaliation is going to be fan-based driven, and honestly, you know, at some point that, that, that's a good thing as long as, you know, security is taken into consideration and the players are safe. And, um, and that has to stop too, though. This, this sign's taking away, if, if, if all it is is a sign and no one's throwing stuff at the players, ball, ball, ballpark security has to stop. You can't be taking away signs. And, and, and what? You're gonna ban people from wearing t-shirts too? Like, like Jesus. Yeah, you gotta have people to be able to say something. They, they, yeah. they can't face these guys themselves. We can't do that. So, that's our only way. As long as it's nothing racist and against their family, that's my line. It can't be that. If it's not that and if it's just boo, fuck you, you're an asshole or some shit like that, cool. But anything other than, Anything other than that, go ahead. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, they got to give fans a little bit of leeway here. You know, as far as how far that leash goes, will kind of be, you know, up to the organization. But fans have to be able to express their, you know, their their anger, their, you know, I mean, they were robbed by, by this scandal too. You know, Dodger fans, Yankee fans, um, you know, so forth, uh, athletic fans. Uh, these people were directly, you know, affected by this. So MLB has to give them their little bit of leeway so that they can, you know, maybe not retaliate, but at least express to these, you know, players that, you know, directly affected them, affected their team, affected their aspirations as fans, you know, their, their dislike and, you know, their aggravation and their, you know, their, uh, their disdain for this. All right, we got a minute left. What do you expect from the long-awaiting Red Sox suspension? I'm sorry, say that again? What do you expect to come out of the long-awaiting Red Sox suspension? Oh, you know, know, technically you have to think that they're repeat offenders because, um, you know, they had the Apple Watch incident and then they were warned, you know, just like every other team uh, that, you know, Illegal sign stealing was, you know, um, not going to be allowed, and at the front office. So I don't expect anything to happen to the players again because, you know, you can't, you can't not hit the players in in Houston and hit the players in Boston. 
Uh, quarters are done, so honestly, I don't see much more happening than what happened to Houston, other than maybe an extra year of draft picks being taken away or something like that. It's going to be very underwhelming, you know, just like it was to the Astros. But you know, I think some. I think at this point, you know, we almost have to feel that the exposure is, you know, punishment enough.